Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Day and welcome to the Round 9 NRL Weekend Wrap. Uh, round 9 in the books. All the footy action played across the usual days from Thursday to Sunday. We got a full Super Saturday, uh, three games, as I think it was intended. Good way to go. Love Super Saturday. Uh, but Round 9 is done. And the major takeaway is that really any team can beat any team this season. It's more competitive than ever. In the NRL, I'm really enjoying that, as evident by Tigers beating the Panthers. So now more than ever, sides have to be up week to week. You cannot take any opponent lightly. And I think the competitive nature of the competition is being reflected by really strong crowd numbers. I know I'm certainly more engaged uh, than I have been over the last few seasons. And I think it's the case for a lot of people. Dolphins... I mean, they're playing a huge role in that. And this season and the premiership race is wide open as it stands. Now, what's in store for today's podcast? Well, never let them know your next move. But today, I'll let you know the next moves. Uh, Instead of going through the usual weekend wrap format of going through each game and talking about all eight games, I'm going to talk a little bit about the season so far. Um, Now, I'll start today's podcast with the performance highlights, which are also up over on our Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. Uh, But basically, like last year, I've split the season into three. Now, I know it could probably be in four quarters, but the way I see it, round one up to round nine, so just before Magic Round, is the first third of the competition. Now, the second third is from Magic Round, through the origin period. So magic round, all the teams gather in one place, there's a lot of fanfare, and I think that really kickstarts the next level of this competition, which of of course includes origin, and of course with origin comes NRL players having to step up. There'll be no rep players at certain stages for teams, uh, and they're going to be tested. So depth will be tested, Uh, uh, my fucking throat is being tested. I'll have to pause this and clear my throat in a second. Uh, But then the final third of the season is coming out of origin. Players tired, they're battered, they've gone through a pretty long season already. But then it's the premiership race. And that final third is really where you start to see a lot of the premiership teams click into full gear. So the first third of the competition, round uh, one to round nine, has been completed. So like I said, today's podcast will be less about going through all eight games of round nine and more a general reflection from the first third of this competition as to where each side is at. And I've broken it into three tiers to keep it nice and simple, Uh, but I'll get into that shortly. Start with performance highlights. Uh, I was thinking maybe state of origin lineups, but fuck, that'll just take a while to break down. So I might post that in visual form over on the Instagram, just to try and keep this podcast 
at a reasonable length. I will of course give a breakdown of all eight games in round nine. Uh, I'll just make it a lot quicker than usual and then break down each side and how they've gone in the first third of the competition. So it sounds pretty simple, uh, does it? I fucking complicated it, I kind of went the long way around there. Um, but we've got performance highlights coming up and yeah, we're going to look at the first third of the season, the NRL Round 9 Weekend Wrap. Now, there is nothing else to do but get amongst it. Time to sink our teeth into the Round 9 performance highlights. As I said, also posted over on our Instagram, at not just a sports report. So... Got some interesting shit coming up on the Instagram. Uh, but of course, podcast is what Not Just a Sports Report is all about. So let's jump in to the performance highlights from round nine. My player of the round was Clinton Gutherson. I thought King Guther was outstanding, scored a hat-trick, and he was just on fire against the Knights. And for all the talk that was blown out of proportion about X-Factor, Clinton Gutherson has X-Factor, but he also has so much more than that. And uh, I thought he was a shining light for the Eels in that game. And even in the season where at times Parramatta have struggled, uh, Clinton Gutherson certainly hasn't struggled. I thought it's been another unbelievable year from him so far. And across round nine, a lot of standout performances. Uh, But I had to go with the man Clinton Gutherson. As for team of the round... Across the competition, uh, a few guys really unlucky to miss out on this team of the round, but we'll go through it. Now, number one, player of the round, of course, King Gutho. On the wings, David Nofaluma and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Uh, Nofaluma scoring the most crucial try in the Tigers' season and helping Tigers to get up over the Panthers and have that huge moment. Nofaluma had spent a game or two in reserve grade, had been out of the team. Now it seems like Tiger's starting to find the right balance. Now someone like Junior Tupo was left out of the side in round one, but now he's been a real shining light for them. So it seems like they're finding the balance of what their best team looks like. And David Nofaluma, uh, I thought he was very impressive in a tough game, tough conditions. He handled it well. So Nofaluma on one wing, and Ronaldo Molitalo on the other. He just managed to torch uh, the opposition on Thursday night. And yeah, he's one of the best wingers in the comp. So Sharks starting to really get going. And Molitalo just, I mean, he had his way against the Cowboys. In the centres, Campbell Graham, uh, who I believe should be in the centres for the New South Wales Blues as well. He had a terrific performance and he was in line potentially for player of the round honours. Will Penasini was the other centre. I just thought, look, Eels terrorised the right edge uh, against the Knights, and they did it really well. Penasini was just giving them nightmares. So Penasini in the team of the round, Jack Whiten and Mitch Moses in the halves. I just thought a huge statement and big response to what's been a tough few weeks for Jack Whiten. Uh, And that really, in a one-point game, could be the difference. Uh, Mitch Moses, look, Eels didn't convert all their chances up against the Knights, but I still thought even the line breaks and just the attacking play 
they were creating, especially in the early stages, um, it, it just looked amazing. Now, if they can execute that, they can really start to trouble sides in this competition. Uh, but Newcastle Knights, they're going to have to perform better against top sides because they gave away a lot of opportunities against Newcastle. But nonetheless, I still had Mitch Moses as the halfback in the team of the round. Tom Burgess, David Klemmer in the front row. Burgess was enormous coming off the bench in the win against the Brisbane Broncos. And David Klemmer really stood up. I thought that was his best performance of the year. Ran for over 200 metres against the back-to-back premiers. And yeah, in a tight game, tough conditions. Tigers only got it done by the slimmest of margins. I thought David Klemmer played a huge role in that. And another guy who played a pivotal role in getting the Tigers the win there, uh, Api Korosau, their captain. I've named him at dummy half in the team of the round. Really impressed uh, with his performance in that one. And it would have been huge for him to get one over his boys over at the Panthers. In the back row, I had Connolly Lemuelu, a really talented player. I'm loving his form in the back row. Of course, he started his career in the centres. Uh, played a bit of wing, but back row seems to suit him very well. And that left edge of the Dolphins, I really like what they've put together. They're really working just with what they have. But these guys who are playing there, they're playing standout footy. So much so, Connolly Lemuelu, uh, Kenny Bromwich had that spot to start the year. Now we're seeing Bromwich in the middle. Connolly Lemuelu has won a position, might not have even been in their best 17, has clearly trained hard, and he's in career best form, so he's also in the team of the round. As is John Bateman, like Clement and Corusau and Nofaluma, I thought Bateman had a really big impact and helped swing the game, and those kind of conditions seem to suit a tough customer like Bateman. Then in the number 13, he has been one of the standouts all season, Jermaine Hopgood. As for the moment of the round, Tigers beating the Panthers, that one clear. Um, Wow. Yeah, good on the Tigers. They've been improving each week, and they finally got that win. And the fact that it's against the Panthers, look, hopefully this is the breakthrough they needed. And given like the competition ladder, like I said, the first third of the competition is done. No side has had a worse time in this first third, than the Tigers. So if they can have a drastic improvement and really get some belief from this, you never know. If this second third during Origin, where maybe Arpi Coruscant's out, but I don't really think there'll be anyone else from their team off the top of my head that's going to play in State of Origin. So they could have their full complement. And yes, no Arpi if he plays for the Blues. Won't be ideal, uh, but it'll be an opportunity for someone like Jake Simkin to step up. Or Tigers brought back a guy who he's been in reserve grade the last couple of years, was a very promising young junior, uh, young Kiwi international, Manaya Charrington. He's returned to the uh, Tigers and he's a dummy half. So I wonder, yeah, if he's going to get a go. But if they are without RP, they should still be with their pretty full strength side. So 
it's not out of the realms of possibility that Tigers, like I'm thinking maybe like a Parramatta Eels, Jared Hain, 2009, but not just one player who's killing it, more so just a collective of really good players that they have in that side, like Papali'i, like Bateman, like some of these young guys like Jareen Buller and uh, Junior Tupo. So if they can get a run during this origin period, uh, through the second third of the season, they're still, anyone is still a shot. Let's just say that um, because the competition's so even and Tigers, they're probably not going to play finals. They look like wooden spoon favorites, but who knows? Now, that's the game changer they may have needed. But yeah, ultimately their season could be over by the time we come out of the Origin series into the final third. But I'm an optimistic guy. I'm a half glass full guy. So let's say every team in the competition still a shot at the Premiership. Some obviously more than others. And I've broken it down into three tiers, like I said. So some are definitely much closer than others. But I'll talk about that shortly. Uh, back to uh, moment of the round. Tigers beat the Panthers. Definitely moment of the round. Rising star nomination, uh, Jareen Buller. He absolutely killed it. Came up with a crucial try-saving tackle up against the Panthers. And he could be the fullback that the Tigers have been looking for. So really good young kid. Tigers have been improving the last few weeks. And interestingly... Look, Rising Star, if you haven't heard of the concept before, we, I nominate a young player across the competition each week, and then we have a final four at the end of the year that you can vote on. Last year, this was won by Jeremiah Nanai. So far this year, players like Paul Elamotti, Isaiah Katoa, Jacob Preston, Brendan Hands, Will Warbrick uh, have been nominated, and Jareem Buller joins the ranks, so never know, you might be able to vote for him for the Rising Star 2023 at the end of the year, uh, but Jareen Buller, hugely impressive, tough stuff nomination, Tom Burgess, uh, his effort coming off the pine up against the Brisbane Broncos was phenomenal, and yeah, I just thought no pain Haas, the Broncos, they, like both sides needed someone to really have a huge impact. Tavita Totola and Burgess, they were the guys. Uh, but Burgess specifically, I thought, really stood up and played a massive role. To Bunnies smashed the Broncos, so it wasn't even a close game. Tom Burgess, Tough Stuff nomination. And yeah, I just said it. But this is the talking point. Bunnies run rampant. Now, they beat the Panthers last weekend at the death. Now... In this latest contest, they absolutely flogged the Broncos. No pain, Huss. No Ezra, ma'am. Uh, but Bunnies, they're starting to warm up. Now, the first third of the competition, probably the least important. Although a start is vital at the same stage. Uh, but Rabbitohs, yeah, the way they're kind of coming into this origin period, they're starting to warm up. And Magic Round... Like I said, with the fanfare, that's when this truly, uh, the competition goes to the next level. So we'll see who can keep up. But the bunnies look like they might just be leading the way. I'll tell you who won't be leading the way. That is my cause for concern in round nine, the Cowboys. They've been the cause for concern a number of times. 
and I'll talk about them more and maybe reasons as to why they're playing such concerning footy uh, when I talk about the first third of the competition, team breakdowns. Sorry, I'm talking a bit of fucking shit today. Uh, but it's just a different format. But got a lot of golden nuggets here for you to enjoy. The final in the performance highlights uh, is the knocking on the door. That's for a player in reserve grade who is knocking on the door of first grade. Now, that doesn't matter if they've played heaps of first grade. It's just, or if they played none. It's just if they have a realistic chance of playing in the NRL, who's knocking on that door? Uh, Ronald Volkman is knocking on that door. Young Warriors half. Warriors top of the New South Wales Cup table with a team that is far from stacked but has some awesome talents like Tane Tuapiki and across the board I really like the team but Ronald Volkman uh, in terms of the attack he's creating he is killing it. So defence at NRL level still needs some work uh, but I like this kid as a Warriors fan long term Great prospect. Of course, Tamari Martin injured at the moment. Dylan Walker, Sean Johnson in the halves. Then you have Luke Metcalf, who we're still yet to see in action this year. Um, but he's probably ahead of Volkman. But Volkman playing really steady. Even if he's not a regular first grader this year, he's knocking on the door. And if he continues this form in New South Wales Cup, look, I think he'll stay at the Warriors, but... Clubs, a couple of clubs might line up for him and just say, we can get you that one spot closer to first grade. Maybe not our starting halves combo, but you could be the next half back up. So Ronald Volkman, regardless, right now he's at the Warriors and he's knocking on the door. Warriors first place at cup level. Uh, keep an eye out for Ronald Volkman. Those were the performance highlights. Let's keep this train rolling and get straight in to a breakdown of the games. Now, my favourite part of the first third of this season has been the closing of the gap between the bottom sides and the top. There's less of a discrepancy now. Uh, we're seeing some of these sides on paper who are being expecting or expected to lose coming out and getting the win uh, but there were a couple of thumpings to kick off round nine uh, sharks 44 to 6 over cowboys cowboys looked very tired very very lackluster uh, i'm going to speak about them when i go through the team by team breakdown and check out the ladder um, but yeah cowboys were super disappointing especially when you consider the fact the Paul Green medal on the line for the best player. I'm really a knight honouring a great of both clubs. The man who took this team, even some of these players, to a premiership. And it's not to say they didn't try because they definitely would have. But to see them lose in that fashion, that's now where it becomes like something is wrong here. And that doesn't mean the coach or the players, like it's not as grim as it sounds, but... Something's just not working. I'll talk about what that might be uh, when I go through the teams, but 44-6, Nico Hines on fire, continues to push the debate over whether Jerome Hughes, oh, Jerome Hughes, fucking hell, lol, uh, Jerome Luai is playing good enough uh, to keep that spot. Nico Hines playing so well 
going to be interesting. And Sharks in general playing so well. I'll be talking about them and every side in the team-by-team breakdown in a moment. Uh, But I've already made my thoughts known on the Sharks from the get-go. I see this as a potential premiership outfit this year. I think they can go all the way to the grand final. I really do. Uh, But let's move on. So Sharks 44-6 over Cowboys. Uh, Nico Hines, the Paul Green medalist, and gave the medal to Paul Green's kids. So really classy gesture. Who doesn't love Nico Hines? Um, Craig Fitzgibbon would fucking love him. I'll tell you that much for sure. Then another drubbing. The Knights and Kalen Ponga, unfortunately, ahead of Origin in particular. Very, very poor. Eels, awesome at stages, but they could have had 60 points here. 43 to 12 winners. A win is a win, and it was dominant. But yeah, Parramatta let some chances go. But it's a win that they need to move up the ladder. Still really good for their for and against. And Knights, after the starting the season and showing a lot of heart and enthusiasm, now the rigors of first grade and that week in, week out schedule looks like it's slowly starting to get to them. Uh, coming off that awesome game against Penrith, uh, they haven't seemed to be able to quite find that energy again. But they have got a very timely buy for Magic Round. Now, initially it would seem like that's a bad thing, but it might be a really good time for Newcastle to just rest up, uh, let everyone else go really hard during Origin. All the excitement, you know, you got to lift. you got to really lift, and what goes up must come down at some stage. So I'm sure the players will have some kind of adrenaline dump, and then they'll be crashing around the Monday or Tuesday. Have to take it easy going into round 11. Knights, they can rest up now. So that might help them come out. And there's still a chance of playing finals. But gee whiz, a lot of concerns here. Parramatta all over them, 43-12. to 12. Then Friday night, South Sydney 32, Broncos 6. Uh, my biggest thing with the Broncos, they're definitely a premiership outfit or of that calibre. But last year, toward the back end, we saw when they lost Patrick Carrigan, they really fell apart. They fell apart here without Payne Haas. So my one concern with the Broncos is that a player like Payne Haas, Patrick Carrigan, or even an Adam Reynolds, if you take them out of this lineup, that, like, the Broncos, yeah, they really miss these big players. And rightly so. I mean, they're absolute game changes but I feel like other premiership contending outfits like the South Sydney Rabbitohs they're a little bit better equipped if someone goes down the next man up seems to lift Uh, so for the Broncos they're going to need to keep their best players on the park Payne Haas, Patrick Carrigan they have an origin series ahead of them and I think Adam Reynolds a massive key for the Broncos as well but Let's talk about the Rabbitohs, 32-6, coming off the win against the Panthers, backing that up against the win here against the Broncos, <clears throat> against the best team of the last few years, then against the best team so far this year, South Sydney. They look like just they're getting fitter as they warm into the season and they haven't hit peak form yet. So a somewhat shaky start given how competitive the competition is, but now 
as they come into the second third of the season, they are raring. A premiership could definitely be in their future. I'll go through the Rabbitohs in a moment. Then Saturday, Raiders 31, Dolphins 30. Dolphins continue to just prove that they're never going to go away in a game. Uh, but a lot of emotion for Jack White in here. And a lot of emotion for the Canberra Raiders players. And we got a response. Dolphins did not, did not quit. They just stayed in the contest the whole way. Jamal Fogarty, uh, his field goal was the difference. Raiders, Dolphins, both of them still in contention for finals. Like I said, I'll do a shorter take on the games uh, so I can spend a bit more time going on through the teams. Then Seagulls, shit the bed at home. Titans 26-10 over the Seagulls. Titans, that is exactly the response you want to see after an embarrassing defeat last weekend. And for Manly, they were in the top four. So this is a bit of an epic meltdown. We still don't know exactly where Manly are at, but I'm loving the redemption arcs this season. They have Shane Flanagan there, Anthony Seabold instilled as the head coach, and now Kyle Flanagan joining the side, which I don't mind. I know a lot of people would be like, what the hell are they signing him to be their starting half? Maybe, but... Josh Schuster looks like he's in that role, but hasn't exactly owned the position since Kieran Foran left. Cooper Johns has done well, but, you know, they're, they're opting to look, potentially, to Kyle Flanagan to partner Daily Cherry Evans, which honestly isn't that bad. Imagine a Shane and Kyle Flanagan redemption with Anthony Seabold. This is going to be a fun season to see play out, uh, but talk about redemption... The Gold Coast Titans, pressure eases on Justin Holbrook, and now they head into Magic Round in their home state, with a chance to get their season back up and running. Uh, I'll talk about both teams in a moment. Saturday, moment of the round, Tigers beat the Panthers. Unbelievable. Just so happy for West Tigers. Uh, that was probably the moment of the season so far, to be honest. And now, Tigers have qualified as being shit enough at the start of the season that they've achieved an underdog status. And now, if they start to get going in this middle part of the season, I think a lot of people will be happy to see them succeed. I know, like, as a Warriors fan, when we were up a bit closer toward the top of the table, people were happy to see us succeed. Um, and yeah, I'm even happy to see Brisbane Broncos up and succeeding, same as Melbourne Storm. Because the competition is better when they are at their best. Just more challenges for the title. Uh, but West Tigers, I think people would get around it. This could be a fun underdog run. They've got a great roster. Someone like Alex Twole, I think, doesn't get mentioned enough. He is so quality for them. So West Tigers, the first third of the season was shocking. But each passing week now, they're getting better. Now they've beaten Penrith. So... If they can stay on track and continue to improve each week, well, they just beat Penrith. So they got Dragons next up. I'm excited to get into that one for the preview. Uh, then on Sunday, my side, the Warriors, beat 14-0 by the Roosters. Few troops out for the Warriors, unfortunately. Uh, but full credit to the Roosters. They kept us scoreless. The conditions really poor as well, so... Yeah, Roosters 
And then Bulldogs, fantastic performance to finish off the round. Of course, Storm having the bye. Bulldogs 18-16 over the Dragons. And with that, Bulldogs keep themselves well and truly relevant in the finals race, although not the best for and against. Uh, so they need to keep the wins going. But that was a remarkable underdog win from the Bulldogs. Jake Avarillo was excellent. We got to see Carl Oluwapu debut. Um, that sets the Bulldogs up nicely. I spoke in the preview podcast last weekend or last week, and I said the winner of this game, like that being the final round of this first third of the competition, winner of that really is right amongst the finals race, whereas the loser drops back a little bit and it's going to be a lot harder. So Bulldogs, that is a massive win for their season. And now I am... Uh, going to quickly cut to the music whilst I pull up the ladder and we're going to do a team by team breakdown. I've split it into three tiers. Tier one, the absolute top of the crop, are my premiership contenders and there are a few of them. Sides that I think are a very real chance at winning the premiership this year. In the second tier, it is sides that are right in the mix for a spot in the finals and who knows? As the season goes on, this can change and clubs can move up and down. Uh, but these are teams who are in the mix for finals, who are showing me something, uh, but aren't quite in that premiership contention. Then in the third tier, our third tier is actually quite optimistic. It's not a negative place to be. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic uh, for these sides in the bottom tier. Um, but they're just sides who... I don't think we'll make finals this year. We'd love to be proven wrong. And given the way the ladder is, could definitely be proven to be wrong. Uh, but let's jump straight into it now. Going through the official ladder after nine rounds, a team by team breakdown. All right, so we can only go up from here. We're going to start with the 17th placed Tigers, who are on four points. So only three wins outside of the top eight. But they would really have to go on a run to do something remarkable. Great way to start it, though, would be to beat the Penrith Panthers, which they've now done. Uh, but 17th place Tigers, coached by Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. Uh, look, the first part of the season, I, I'm trying to make this quick, so I don't have the time to go through the disaster that was the first part of this season. Um, but yeah, they've improved in recent weeks. Adam Duhi out long term, so that's hurt them. But it's also forced them to have to make some decisions. They've gone with Jareen Buller at fullback. Really good young kid. Uh, Brandon Wakeham taking his chance in the halves. The criticism around Luke Brooks is endless. But the Tigers, there's a chance here. My main thing with the Tigers is that they have to really get on a run in this middle part of the season, which I've said a few times now. So look out for Magic Round. If Tigers pick up a win during Magic Round, let's start to brace ourselves for what could be a really fun underdog run. Uh, how far can they go? They are bottom of the ladder, but look, they play the Dragons who are on six points next round. If they beat the Dragons, then they're both on six points. So West Tigers... Their season's not done, and if they continue to improve at the rate that they have been, 
who knows? Like I said, I'm being very optimistic. Uh, now, my bottom tier, Adam, of the three tiers I've separated the competition into, the bottom five of this competition also happen to be in my bottom tier. Now, they are low to mid-range teams who I don't think are going to play finals this year, but there are a lot of reasons as to why next year and beyond are still reasons to get excited. Uh, so Tigers, they are in that bottom tier. I don't see them playing finals this year. Just having the worst start in this portion of the competition has set them back probably a little bit too much, but we'll have to see. Then you have the Cowboys. They are also in the bottom tier. And I honestly think now they might be the worst of them all. Uh, and I tried to figure out why, why have the Cowboys been so bad after being so awesome last season? Um, and look, Todd Payton, a fantastic coach. I just feel like they're young players. They had a killer season last year. Nobody saw them coming. This year, everyone knew the Cowboys were going to be good. And they've been able to shut their game plan down. Uh, and I've just found that like players like Ruben Cotter, Jeremiah Nanai, who've been selected in Origin uh, to debut last year into a World Cup, into a shortened preseason, uh, they just look flat. And that might be it, like a lack of a full preseason. Uh, but they've just been so off the mark. I don't know if it's a World Cup hangover. Uh, they do have a young core group. So it just seems like it's been really hard for them to get up for season 2023. Uh, now they are without Jason Taumalolo. I don't see Cowboys playing finals this year. Uh, but going forward, they have some young kids. I like the coach, Todd Payton. I think they'll figure it out. But right now, they're second to last. And yeah, they're a danger of finishing last this year if the Tigers get their act together. Uh, then also in the bottom tier... The 15th place Dragons, uh, just because of the direction, like it looks like Anthony Griffin is clearly gone. And with that, it just seems like the organization had already given up before the season had started. And yeah, there's just a bit of a lack of cohesion from the top down all the way through to the playing group. It just seems like no one's on the same page or not everyone is on the same page. And in close games like the Bulldogs game, uh, they're just, they're not able to produce consistent performances. Now, this is a side that can beat any team on their day. I just don't think they can pull enough of those games together to be relevant in the finals race this year. So 15th place Dragons, coached by Anthony Griffin, and already in this first third of the season, when you just want to let the coaches and the team get to work, the club are already putting pressure on Anthony Griffin saying he's gone. We're already looking as to who and what is next. Uh, and that just doesn't spell a club that are looking to appear in the finals this year. Then Newcastle Knights. They're having a red-hot crack at playing the finals this year. I've got them in my bottom tier. Um, but look, they've got a great young group of players. They just lost in the SG Ball Grand Final. Uh, but some really good young players on that side. Uh, Newcastle, they're giving a good account of themselves. They've got the bye going into Magic Round. Adam O'Brien doing a nice job. Uh, and they've got some experienced campaigners like Tyson Frizzell, Jackson Hastings, Dane Gagai. Uh, but, oh, Lockie Miller as well. Fantastic signing. 
but no doubt the biggest talking point, Callum Ponga to 5'8", and I mean, judging off that last game, there's a real, this could go either way this season. Knights could really drop in the second part of the season, or they could lift to new heights. They're on seven points, so that should make a bit of a difference. 14th place, I have them in the bottom tier. They were originally my pick to finish uh, very last, but from what I've seen, look, they're playing much better than I anticipated. Uh, but yeah, Knights, I just don't see them playing finals, but bright future for the team. 13th, uh, 13th place Bulldogs, coached by Cameron Sereldo, massive signing. Uh, they're without Josh Adokar at the moment, Viliami Kikau, and when they get some of these guys back toward the end of the season, they could make a real run, uh, but I do have Bulldogs in the bottom tier of the competition only for this year though. I've said it many times, in 2024, I believe the Bulldogs are going to play finals and I reckon they're going to click. Now some season, seasons, like Cowboys last year, teams just come from nowhere and just explode. I think that's what Bulldogs are going to do next year. So whilst they're in the bottom tier of the competition, that is for this year. And right now, after that win against the Dragons, they are still very relevant in the finals race. So I don't have them playing finals, but they are the best chance out of any of the bottom tier sides. They are on eight points. Knights are on seven. Dragons and Cowboys, six. West Tigers, four. Now, Eels are on eight points in 12th. Then... Teams all the way up to the Panthers are on 10 points. So Bulldogs only two wins, or only one win, sorry, out of the eight. So they are actually right in the mix. I just think with the injury toll, uh, and they're trying to, you know, give guys like Carl Oluwapu, Paul Alamotti, Jacob Preston, give these times uh, guys time to experience first grade. I don't think they'll play finals, but yeah, they are right in the mix. Really keen to see how they go in this middle part of the season. Then we get to the middle tier, tier two. These are sides that are definitely in the mix for finals, but that I don't have as genuine premiership contenders at this stage. And like I said, teams can move up and down as the season goes on. Bulldogs could move into this tier and some of these sides could move up into being premiership contenders. But this is just where I have it after the first third. Uh, 12th placed Eels. I have them in tier two. They are in the mix for finals, but they have been wildly disappointing. I don't see them competing for the premiership this year. That said, they have a mad team. So finals seems 100% within reach for them. They seem like they'll get their act together and hopefully for their fans, they can peak rolling toward finals. Uh, but there are only eight spots available. And a lot of teams are playing better than the Eels. They are sitting 12th on eight points. This middle third of the season is vital for them. They have to get it right, or by the time Origin is over and they're making a run toward the finals, they could be out of the race. So Parramatta, uh, they are under pressure. They're under pressure given the eight points on the ladder. Uh, so yeah, Brad Arthur. They made the grand final last year. I don't see them making the grand final this year. 
I can see them making finals. So tier two, eleventh uh, place, also in tier two, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, at one stage, they were in my bottom tier of the competition, but with the players they have, they can get it right. I just worry the Ricky Stewart, Jack Whiten situation is rogue. Although they won on the weekend, uh, but Raiders, very rocks or diamonds. I don't know if they're going to play finals. They're my second team. Right now, I'd probably say no. There are definitely eight teams better than them, uh, but they are tier two, definitely in the mix. And if they can get themselves into the final series, who knows, the world could be their oyster. Then in 10th place, the Gold Coast Titans, who I probably would have had in my bottom tier, uh, but the win against the Seagulls, combined with their elite forward pack, Mo Fodawake, Tino Fasua Malaawe, David Fafita, uh, the experience, of course, of Isaac Liu. They've got a good forward pack. Even Joe Stimson, a very experienced campaigner. Uh, they are sitting 10th. So Titans, their defense lets them down a lot. I, can't, I don't see Titans playing finals based on that. I think their defense will let them down. Uh, but they have a game-breaking forward pack. And there is a lot of potential if they switch on for the rest of the season that they could go very far. So they're tier two, they are still in the mix on 10 competition points. Then in ninth, the Dolphins, the newest franchise, the most buzz in this first third of the season. And they started flawlessly. Way, they went better than anyone expected. Uh, but Wayne Bennett is the coach. Their signings like Tabuai Fido, Connolly Lemuelu, uh, Isaiah Katoa, the whole team, Bromwich Brothers, Felice Kafusi, it is working wonders, and they sit ninth heading into Magic Round. I have seen enough from the Dolphins to say they are in the finals race this year, no doubt. I'm not putting any ceiling on how far the Dolphins can go. Uh, but do I have them in my Tier 1 Premiership contenders? I don't, but they are 100% in the mix. I am very keen to watch how the rest of their season plays out. A Magic Round is going to be a huge occasion for them. Huge occasion. They're going to have what would likely be a sold-out crowd that are going to be roaring in their favour. So Dolphins, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Uh, speaking of loving what I'm seeing, we may have dropped down the ladder, unfortunately, but I've loved what I've seen from my side. The 8th-placed Warriors love the new coach. Andrew Webster, and just our players, new signings, and the guys that were already there have just lifted so much. I could talk about it for like two hours, uh, but I won't. But we're now eighth. We have to play finals this year. That has to be the goal. Even if we finish eighth, uh, the start has been too good. We cannot let it go. But this competition, this ladder, if we lose a couple in a row and we've got Penrith next, I mean, this whole competition, as each round goes, the ladder is going to fluctuate ridiculously. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of highs and lows. It's going to be a roller coaster of a season. Warriors, traditionally through the origin period, we go well uh, and we need to. We definitely need to. It's a big season for the Warriors. Uh, we are eighth right now. I, I think we play finals. I've got us in tier two. I was hoping we'd be in tier one, but 
we need to make finals. We're still in the mix, tier two. Uh, and then we've got the top seven. Six of them I have as premiership contenders, uh, but sixth place Manly, I have them in tier two. Now, flat track bullies might still be a bit of a thing. They just, they're very good and they look like they could finish in the top four. But when it just comes to finals and lifting to that next level to earn the premiership, I mean, it hinges so much on Tom Trebojevic. They don't seem to have a locked answer uh, for who's going to partner Daily Cherry Evans in the halves. And they've got a great team. And they could, as the year goes on, uh, form into that premiership contender that we know they can be. But right now, I have them in tier two. Uh, that coming off that Titans game. They've got a big test ahead of them now. That This is only the first third of the season. So all these teams, there is a lot of time to make up. And yeah, with the ladder fluctuations, this is going to be an epic season. Uh, now, where are we? Premiership contenders. Seventh place Panthers, co coached by Ivan Cleary. They were my pick to win this year. Sitting seventh. I mean, this this is getting exciting this season. Um, Panthers, so yeah, they absolutely are premiership contenders. I think that makes a ton of sense. This has been their poorest start in the last few years, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get it right. They look like they're carrying a few injuries, they're a bit tired, and there is still origin to come. Uh, but Panthers, it you just can't say that they are out of premiership contention. They are right in there with a shot. Although, one big talking point is going to be where they finish on the ladder. How will they go across the final series if they aren't playing from within the top four? Then I have fifth-placed Roosters. Uh, like Panthers, they're a team you just have to say they're in premiership contention. Not playing their best footy, but... A team with James Tedesco, Joey Manu, Luke Keary, uh, Daniel Tupo, Jackson Paolo in career best form. Paul Momorowski has already won a premiership with the Panthers. Uh, who the bloody hell have they got at left centre? Joseph Swarley. Uh, he's going to Rugby Union, but Roosters have him now. They've got Brandon Smith, Victor Radley, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, Matt Lodge, Lindsay Collins. Fucking the Butcher Brothers, Angus Crichton. They got Sam Walker and Nathan Brown in the reserves. Uh, they got Origin Queensland representative Corey Allen, or formerly. Um, look, they're in premiership contention for sure. But will they win it? Who knows? But they're definitely in my top tier of the competition. And my top tier, it's reflected on the ladder as well. Like, they're fifth. So they're in exactly the kind of spot they want to be in to make a run. The crucial thing for these premiership contenders is if they kind of fold a little bit through this origin period and they're all the top teams so they're likely to miss some important players at times. Uh, if they suffer a few losses and just kind of have a bit of a melt, they could drop significantly down the ladder. So shoring up a position in that top four is, is vitally important for these premiership contenders. Fourth placed Melbourne Storm. At one stage, they looked like they would be not in this tier. At the start of the season, they were not looking like premiership contenders. Um, and I don't think they will win this season, 
but I just cannot discount Craig Bellamy. You've got to have a respect for the storm, bellyache. Uh, if Pappenhausen comes back and kills it, boom. I mean, they're even more of a contender. If not, Nick Meaney is playing fucking well enough to win a Clive Churchill. Who knows? Uh, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Harry Grant, uh, Christian Welsh, fucking Justin Olin, Xavier Coates. I mean, this is a premiership contender. And if they can finish in a favourable position, well, who knows? But yeah, they have shown some lapses at early points in the season, but they sit fourth. And a lot of people, including myself, thought they probably weren't going to be in the top four heading into Magic Round. They were probably top eight, but maybe not top four. They were a little bit alarming. Now they sit fourth, ready to make a run. Jason Demetrius Rabbitohs in third. They are probably the form team of the competition right now, you'd have to say. Uh, so they'll be probably looking for the minor premiership. I mean, that looks within reach. Uh, then second place, Cronulla Sharks. I, I think they're a major chance of winning the premiership this year. So they're in that top tier. And then the Brisbane Broncos, who there are still question marks about. And I think if they go into the finals and they're missing a couple of key players, like a Payne Huss, Carrigan, Adam Reynolds, a lot of these players can be the difference between winning a premiership and falling so agonizingly short. And they've shown they've fallen apart without Payne Haas before. They've fallen apart without Patrick Carrigan. I was going to fucking say Patrick Parrigan. Uh, no, he, he's, a, he's a different player. He plays at Queensland Cup. Um, but yeah, Broncos, I mean, especially the big talking point and narrative last year, they completely had a meltdown. Uh, but it's a different team this year. They sit first. Uh, and coming off that South Sydney game, I think they'll rebound. Ezra Mam, probably an understated loss in that Bunnies game as well. Uh, but magic round. I mean, that's the perfect time for Broncos to launch headfirst uh, into the second third of the competition. And yeah, they're definitely premiership contenders. So there you go. Tried to break those three tiers down in simple form as I can. That's where I have the competition at the moment. Subject to change, because now we head into the second third of the season. It starts with Magic Round, all the excitement, everyone in one place, uh, except the Knights. <laughs> and yeah, and Origin, it's now right in the conversation point. We're about a month away. So Origin teams, I mean, this next level of the competition, that is what is ahead of us. And it starts today. Monday 1st of May, we've got past the first third of this competition, and in the second part, it's not quite finals. There's a lot of other things going on with Origin, uh, and just the, the ladder is going to be changing every single week, which is going to make the wins and losses very important, uh, and teams are going to need to set themselves up for a big run at season's end. So that's where I have everything. I think out of the bottom tier... Bulldogs decide most likely to make a run. But West Tigers could be a sneaky chance as well. But yeah, my six premiership contenders at this stage. Panthers, Roosters, Storm. Uh, fucking, now I'm forgetting. Broncos, Sharks and Rabbitohs. There you go. There's the six. 
that I have right now in Premiership contention. Other than that, there's nothing else to get into for the weekend wrap. I will be doing a preview for Magic Round, and just given the nature of the round, I'm going to be launching into the games, but it'll be a bit more in-depth than usual. Um, But given the second third of the season starts, and I've talked about that shit so much today, so I'm going to leave that out of the preview. But if you've listened to this, you'll know. The second third of the season kicks off with Magic Round. We've seen a fair bit from every team, including our own, the ones we support. We kind of have an idea of where things are at, but now comes the most challenging point of the season to navigate, uh, and it's going to be interesting. Who can finish in the top four? That, that's a big, big chance to win the premiership right there. Uh, but yeah, Magic Round preview coming up on Wednesday, uh, so stay tuned for that. Best way to know when the Magic Round preview podcast is out is to give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you are listening on, or simply follow us on Instagram. We'll chuck a link up on our story at Not Just a Sports Report. But that has been it for the weekend wrap round nine, and for the content in the first third of this competition. Shit is about to get real. It's unbelievable because this first third has been epic, but this has just been the warm-up. Shit is about to get real now. We're going to have Origin. Oh, fucking oath. Uh, And yeah, everyone's in with a shot. Literally everyone is still in with a shot at finals. Who knows? West Tigers, can they make a run? Uh, Let's really get amongst it because, yeah, shit's about to get real. Best way I can put it. Footy's been awesome so far, uh, but Magic Round is when shit gets truly real. So let's look forward to that. Let's now sign off the first third of this competition because I'm ready. Shit is about to get real. Thank you for listening and enjoy the footy. Enjoy Magic Round because it's about to get real. Thank you and have a lovely weekend and week and fucking Magic Round. All of it. <laughs>